Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. What's up, everybody? What's up, what's up? Welcome to Brother from Another once again. And our brother, Michael Smith is not here, but our brother, his and mine, Charles Robinson is. How you doing, Charles? I'm good, looking a little casual next to, man, you just suited up, ready to take well, down the I, world. You know, I, I had, like it. I had, you know, I had some business. I had some business to take care of this morning, so I had to make sure I was, I was right on time for it. And, you know, I, I got to say, Charles, when I say you're our brother, you're, you are our brother, and I don't, and I don't say anything else, it's like if you, you, you meet some people and they say, hey, this is my brother, this is my sister, and they're looking for you to fill in some gaps, and you don't. <laughs> yeah, he's our brother. Same mama, same daddy. What? What? You got questions? You got questions? What's up? Yeah, we family. Don't ask, don't ask how it makes sense. It makes no sense. Gaps. This is my no brother. gaps that need to Not be filled what? in. No gaps. There's no <laughs> gaps right. that need to be filled in, right? We're good. You want to you wanna fight over this? You want to talk about it? I ain't answering no, none of your questions. It's just family. Let's leave it at that. But there are some questions. I do. We got lots of NFL questions I want to get to today, including what's up with your boy? What's up with your boy, Thomas Edward Patrick Salty Shady Brady? What's up with him? What's up with him? Look, listen, I, I've said this before. If you're gonna do if you're gonna do what we're doing, if you're gonna be involved in any type of media, even if you're not in the media officially. And Brady's not officially in the media yet. He will be. But before jumping into his monster contract at Fox, he has been doing this podcast with his buddy, Jim Gray. That's his buddy, Jim Gray. So I feel like if you're going to do a podcast, go ahead and do it. Don't just kind of tiptoe in there and just say you have a podcast. And most of the time, that's exactly what Brady and, and Jim Gray have done. They don't really say a lot. But last night, Last night on the Let's Go podcast, Gary, last night on Let's Go podcast, I was very surprised. Not that Jim Gray asked the question because he probably told Brady beforehand. Okay, here's his game plan. Probably has a little sheet. Probably laminated Charles like a, like a coordinator. Okay, this is what we got here uh, on this podcast. What do you like? You like this? Okay. You know, I have to ask you. I have to ask you about where you're going to play next year because that's what people want to know. You can answer any way you want. I'm not surprised that Jim Gray, Scratchy, as uh, Brady calls him by his nickname, I'm not surprised he asked the question. I'm surprised by Brady's answer. Listen, listen to how Brady dealt with this exchange with Jim Gray. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only I'm the scratchy. question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Okay. 
yo. Jim Gray cracks me up. He was talking to us. He was talking to Michael Holly, the Slim Reaper talk. That was for you, okay? That wasn't meant for like like people people right now are like Tom Brady, your slip is showing. No. He was like, uh, Michael Holly, I got a little message. I'm gonna send it through Jim Gray. Jim Gray <laughs> took a stray. That's what we're gonna tell yeah, That's what a, we're gonna take. He did it for us. <laughs> he did, he did it for us. us. He did it for all of us. Jim, Jim, Jim Gray was our, our, our sacrifice. Go out there, <laughs> take it for the people. Jim, we bring I love Jim's response too. Well, I sent your Antagonized by the question, Tom. <laughs> Tom's antagonized by everything nowadays. Oh, He's just, man. he is so irritable. What is this man going to be like in another 10 years? Ah, please. Oh, but, oh, you know what it's like. You know what it's like. He's one of those folks. And, uh, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I, maybe I'll say it. It's too early. No, it's you know, okay. No, no. But, Michael, I can Go tell ahead. you what this is, right? He went through. He went through a tampering investigation, right? Gets nailed by the league. The Dolphins get nailed by the league and tampering. And, uh, you know, people are talking about Vegas and, oh, look what they did to to Derek Carr. And, uh, you know, keep hearing that he's obsessed with Miami, which obviously was at the middle of the, the tampering investigation. And he probably doesn't want anybody talking about any of his business because so much of his business has been out there. He's in page six almost every day now now it's this kid always oh, enrolling his kids in private school in miami that's in page six today Man. this is like go this is like by the way page is, six page six go to this is okay this is like when you got the side job the side hustle and you're hiding like cash in the coats in the closet and then somebody starts talking about your money publicly and you're like listen right. don't talk about my listen. money publicly shut up right exactly so okay you mentioned miami do you think do you think that's on the table because I can tell you where I am right now and I think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world uh, there's chatter that you know hey since Bill O'Brien we'll get to him Bill O'Brien hired by the Patriots officially today as their offensive coordinator since Bill O'Brien is here and there was talk of him being in Tampa if Tom were to return to Tampa Bill he wanted Bill O'Brien there so put two and two together O'Brien in New England does Tom Brady want to go back and rock his old number twelve with the Patriots? With is that, OB. Is, any, <laughs> Come on. Is, is any of that is any of that stuff on the table? A, anywhere in the AFC East, we might as well go three three of the four teams in the division. Miami questions the quarterback. The Patriots shouldn't have questions the quarterback, but they did last year after they uh, left Mac uh, Mac Jones uh, left uh, Mac Jones out to dry, and the Jets. Who the owner has already said we need a quarterback. Tom so Brady, you, you, a fit for, with you, any of those teams. You think you think OB overrides Big B, right? Like, I mean, I don't think so. I don't I think I don't think I don't think Tom wants to go back and play with Big B. Okay, uh, even if it means reuniting with OB. By the way, shout out to to Big B in the cutoff sleeves today in the the cutoff hoodie sleeves. I look. Miami, I'll, I'll tell you what, I talked to somebody this morning. Great thing about Miami is it's always chock full of NFL sources, agents. There's a million people down there, and and people insist he's still, Tom Brady's still obsessed with Miami, still obsessed with um, this house. You know, he's building this massive $40, $50 million house in Miami. Uh, again, enrolling his kids in private school. So when you bring up Vegas, right, like Vegas is sort of the Josh McDaniels, you want to go and uh, reunite with Josh. 
people will tell you he doesn't want to be that far away from his kids. Kids are going to be in private school. He wants to be in an area that's close enough, um, you know, so that that maybe not necessarily in the backyard, but he wants to be in the region. Well, obviously Miami, it would be the backyard. Problem is, Tua's there. You know, Mike McDaniel's there. You don't know what's going to happen. The Jets, you know, I don't know that the the Jets resolution is going to be a short-term Tom. And one other thing I will bring up, if he's waiting, I'm curious, curious if Tom is waiting to see what happens with Sean Payton. Because Sean could end up in Carolina, right? And David Tepper is sitting there going, need to resolve the quarterback situation in a way that means going for a championship. Like now, if not last week, Sean Payton ends up in Carolina. I don't know. I just, Tom is so buzzy right now. He's going to be 46. I mean, he's still one of the first dominoes to fall in the off season. It's remarkable, but that Miami stuff is not going away. I'm telling you. All right. One of the first dominoes. Now did we, uh, did we resolve this? Cause I came up. How about leave it to Michael Smith? Says to me, "Hey, I got a homework assignment for you." We're going to talk. I got a homework. I got a homework. Talk about him when he's not here. (laughs) That's right. Okay, I talk about him to his face too. Okay, that's why it's all good. It's all good. Say, I got a homework assignment for you. You need to give me a top ten list of quarterbacks that doesn't include Tom Brady. All right. So, so fine. I gave him a top ten list with a troll with a troll job at number ten. Just for him, since he's like, since he was all over David Carr, I put David Carr at number 10. Do I believe it? No, but I put it there anyway. But the other nine, and if, if, if I take David Carr out, I'd put Geno Smith on that list. I put Geno Smith on there at 10. Uh, uh, D- Derek, I keep saying D- David. I put Derek Carr there. Derek, not David. Thank you, Gary. Um, but if I take Derek Carr out, I put Geno on. Like guys right now, right now, who I think are better than Tom Brady right now. So, and after the playoffs, the list is, I I came up with the list last week, Charles. It it already hasn't aged well. (laughs) I got to tell you, it hasn't aged well. Already. There's a Dak in there somewhere. (laughs) Well, you're right. Right. I had Dak in like number seven. Okay, but number one, and we and we're gonna we're gonna make a transition because we'll talk about this after we talk about my top ten minus Derek, not David. There's no car, no one from the car family, not Lloyd Car, not ML Car. There's no car, <laughs> no Antoine Big Dog Car. Who? What other cars can we come up with? All right, so Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. I got no problems with these. Jalen Hurts got no problem with these. Aaron Rodgers. Some Packers haters might say not too high, but I still I'm comfortable with Aaron Rodgers. Herbert at six, Prescott at seven. Ouch. Lawrence at eight. Lamar Jackson. Then put Geno. Let's say if you don't want Geno there, you think Geno's a flash in the pan. Take Geno out. Some people might put Deshaun Watson on there. I won't. But put put Deshaun Watson on there. You're not comfortable mm. with that. Take him out. Put Matthew Stafford after rehab at number ten. I'm, you get my point, though. Like, come on, Charles. Come on, come on. A- am I stretching? Is Tom Brady at this stage of his career, age forty-six? Tom Brady, not the resume, not the CV, right, right, not not the poster on your wall, 
or or your 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 digital uh, your digital asset to make it uh, for for the kids today. They're like, what's the hell? What the hell's a poster? Anyway, I'm talking about Tom Brady as he is. Is he a top ten quarterback? What is the qualification? Like you, it, it, here's the thing: is it a function of what you surround him with and what he can be surrounded, or is is it just straight up talent at this point? Is it just straight up what he presents on the field? I think that well, matters. Say, it matters. Can, can I, it does matter. I'm going to answer it this way. Like when we have these uh, greatest of all time debates in any sport and generally, and this happens in basketball a lot. If you're comparing Bill Russell from the sixties to Michael Jordan from the nineties and two thousands or LeBron James, the old timers will say, well, hell if you give Bill Russell the travel arrangements and the weight training and the nutrition and all that stuff that you gave <laughs> Michael Jordan. Okay, so I'm going to say this. Yeah, I'm going to give Tom everything. I'm going to surround him with everything he wants. Okay, his hopes That's and desires, different. his hopes and dreams. But I'm going to give the other guys that too. So give Lamar mm. Jackson. He he doesn't nice. have it. Give okay. Lamar Jackson like everything that. he needs. I like that. So give everybody like on the list. Make them their best. Give them everything that they could possibly want. Coordinator that they want. Weapons that they want. And now tell me, Tom Brady. About to be 56 years old. <laughs> I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put. He's a, hey, look. I, I wouldn't put Dak. I wouldn't put Dak above him. I wouldn't put Geno above him. Okay. I wouldn't because because then I start to look at functionally how have these guys performed with the the assets around them. What have they been given? And how have they performed? I think Tom has shown he has performed pretty admirably with assets around him. I think when you look at year one in Tampa, right. That was when he had the peak assets. That's when he had everything he wanted. He had Gronk, he had Antonio Brown, he had the line, he had all the other skill position pieces. Uh, he had a complimentary uh, defense. He had a running game. But when have those other okay? But when have the other guys had that? You're saying you know all the peak assets. Has Lamar Jackson ever that, had peak assets? I, I would say okay, look. Yeah, you can you can argue some of those guys. I think Dak has had some pretty good assets. Okay, I think he over the expanse of his good. career, there was a time where his offensive line was top three, four in the NFL. There was a time where that backfield, I mean, they've had Tony Pollard and Zeke for a couple of years. It's it's the coaching staff's fault they didn't figure out that Tony Pollard is probably the better running back. Uh, no, about know, running skill back, position, so skill, skill Okay, skill positions. He had CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper last year and Schultz yeah, last right. year. And he had the running yeah. backs and he had the line. He had all that. And what happened? They couldn't they couldn't snap a ball and get it clocked against San Francisco. And that's whose fault. I mean, Dak, I don't know. It kind of looked like Dak's fault in that scenario. Mike McCarthy as well. But still, I would say that there are people you can pick off in that list. But But here's the thing, Michael. We are talking about a 45-year-old quarterback here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be let's be real here. Like, yeah, it, he's probably pushed down that list, but have some grace. He's 45. It's still insane that he's potentially a top 10 quarterback on that list. And and I would argue, frankly, you take any of those guys in the top 10, you give them all those assets around them. I think any one of them could potentially win a Super Bowl yeah. given the right conditions, right? And I would put Tom there yeah. too. Now, what's interesting to me is that Tom Brady has had this this scenario where most most quarterbacks, hell, most NFL fans say, "Hey, that that's never going to happen." 
That's not reality. That's not the NFL. You're not going to get everything that you want. Tom Brady has done it twice in his career. Yeah. And the results are two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win, and a minute or two away from a second. So where he got everything he wanted. 07 Patriots. You got Randy Moss. Yep. Dante Stallworth. Wes Welker. You got, I mean, you had everything. And it took that insanity. Off, not to, line. Yeah. And it took insanity. And, and it took history not to win that game. Yeah, I think three-fifths of the line made all-pro team. Or two guys all-pro. Most of them made the pro bowl. It was unbelievable. Almost all the time he had, he'd stand back there. He was not the get rid of him in 2.3 seconds time. It was 5-6 because he had it. <laughs> he had five or six seconds to kind of survey the defense twice. He can look at his first read. Say, he go through his progressions twice. That's insane. Yeah. So that <laughs> happened in 07. And then in 2020, pandemic year, got everything he was looking for. They won the Super Bowl, but I but I, when I hear that argument about Brady, well, if you give him everything, well, that's that's most people. That's most quarterbacks. That's most people. Most people at work saying, "I'm you know I'm doing the job of two or three people." But he's I'm getting available. paid like one. Per, I'm, I'm I'm one person doing two or three jobs. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish I had more vacation. Am I projecting? I, I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I had so much more. <laughs> I was had so much more. But I'm doing but the best not, I can with what I have. But you're not available. You're not a free agent. That's the thing. He's available. Yeah. He's a free agent. He's available. Okay? And we can talk about all those other guys on the top 10 list. They're not available, right? They're all under contract. So that's why there's interest in Tom Brady because, hey, if we surround him, he's potentially a top 10 quarterback. Hey, he's potentially – the the you know the straw that stirs the drink we win the super bowl with this guy no one else on that list is necessarily available without giving up assets you don't have to give up assets gino you have to give up assets gino can be Gino's tagged free agent gino can be tagged yeah gino can be right. tagged he's not tom tom's not being tagged i mean gino i i think the i think the seahawks would probably tag gino if they could not work out a contract at this stage with him but you know and and again Derek. Not David. Derek, Derek is not on the Carl? top ten of that list. Derek is not on the top oh, ten of that list. What? But he's, what year are you but he's living like in others, with Derek Carr? He's others. He's others receiving votes. Maybe others receiving votes. Okay, wait. I, what about what about we're, we're going to do a top ten list with others receiving votes? Are you going to give Brock Purdy a vote in there? Like he's amongst the last four, right? I mean, come on. I'm I know, come on. Let's go there. <laughs> I know you are. Give me one. I'm, I'm trying. You didn't, you didn't give me a warning. You give me a warning. We're going to talk about that on the side. We are, we're going to talk about, okay, that, that's past greatness. We've already talked about past greatness with Tom Brady. I am intrigued, and we'll talk about this with Robert Mays. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued about present greatness and this whole debate, this whole debate, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, but really this week is Burrow and Mahomes. And I love Joe Burrow, but I think we've, Probably jumping ahead of the conversation. That's what we do. I mean, we hot take it. We hot, we hot take everything. We'll do it uh, after conference championship game weekend. So I want to talk to you about quarterbacks, contemporary quarterbacks. Coming up with my brother, yeah, Charles, my brother Charles. You got questions? Don't worry about it. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As promised, we have to talk quarterbacking here. Patrick Mahomes saw what happened in a divisional playoff against Jacksonville. He gets a high ankle sprain, and we still don't know to what degree this high ankle sprain is. Uh, if, it, if it's really severe, sometimes that means surgery. You can't even think about coming back the next week. And even if it's not uh, Robert Mays and Charles Robinson, even if it's not really severe, let's say it's, it's serious. And Mac Jones dealt with this earlier this year. It was serious. The Patriots wanted him to have surgery. He didn't want to do it. And he probably missed, I think he missed about four games. They brought him back against the Bears. It was a debacle. They started him, pulled him, all that stuff. But... I thought he came back relatively fast and it was about three and a half weeks to a month. So Mahomes talking about playing on Sunday. I'm still skeptical. I, I don't care what the uh, Chiefs say. If he's got a high ankle sprain, he's a serious question mark for the game. Uh, Charles, you, all right, before you, you're, you're, you're grimacing and cringing. So before I ask my quarterback, well, go ahead and tell me, explain that grimace and that cringe. Well, Vegas seems to think it's serious. I mean, you look at Cincinnati, I think right now, two and a half point favorite on the road. I mean, Vegas, like it was amputated at this point. I don't know, two and a half points in, in Arrowhead. Like, what is going on, man? Vegas clearly thinks well, they beat them a lot. Woo. Well, they've beaten them. Oh. They've beaten them a lot. And I guess that leads to the question. I want you and Robert to kind of bat this around a little bit. Uh, the Chiefs, we know, have lost their last three games uh, against Kansas City. And two of those games, they had huge leads and lost them. So Cincinnati has shown the ability to come back against Kansas City at home on the road. Uh, they won three straight. And so that has led to some borough greater than Mahomes or greater or Mahomes, not the king. Here comes Burrow. What do you make of this uh, Mahomes Burrow conversation? Robert, you want to crack at that? I still think, you know, we talk about this all the time on our show and it's so easy to get tempted by the new shiny thing. And I'm as guilty of that as anybody, you know, watching Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow over the last couple of years and watching what Josh Allen did in the playoffs. I think it was tempting coming into the season to say, all right, there's a top tier of quarterbacks that probably is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then maybe a slight step down from that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and some of the other younger guys. And as the season's gone on, 
I think what I've just kind of realized when you consider all of the factors is that Mahomes is in a tier by himself. This was not supposed to be a all-in Super Bowl push year from the Chiefs. They literally traded a guy who was one of the best receivers, if not the most impactful wide receiver in terms of how he changes defenses in the entire league. This was supposed to be a small step back year as they transitioned to whatever this version of the Chiefs looked like. And they had one of the most efficient, dominant offenses of the last decade. And so much of that is because of what Patrick Mahomes provides you. The Bengals are in this stage right now where they can build this super team around Joe Burrow because of what he's making. I believe they're either first or second in the amount of cap spending that they have on defense right now. They have an unbelievable set of weapons. Joe Burrow is a fantastic quarterback. If you want to say that he belongs at the, in the top of the second tier behind Patrick Mahomes, I have no problem with that. I actually think I'm probably inching in that direction based on the way that he's played over the second half of this season and the evolution that he's had and that the Bengals offense has had. But I just think it's kind of undeniable that what Patrick Mahomes has done over the last one, two, three, four years puts him in a class all by himself. We're talking about five straight AFC championship games, and he is the centerpiece of that. He's never been more definitively the centerpiece of what the Chiefs are than he is right now. And we're back telling the same old story. Yeah, prisoners of the moment. That's what we are. I mean, it's it's a typical, um, you call it the new shiny thing. I mean, every time we get a quarterback in the NFL that gets hot run you know goes on a run particularly if it's a young guy next thing we know we're rewriting the history books now look that's not to diss burrow by the way i think burrow's fantastic he also has two number one wide receivers let's be honest t higgins you take him off the Bengals, you put him somewhere else he's going to be a number one wide receiver he showed that when jamar chase went down this this year he stepped into the number one wide receiver role no problem absolutely had the look of a number one wide receiver better dedicated running game with joe mixon they retooled the offensive line, which held up for 15 games. I think that had a lot to do with it. Now, I think there's history being written right now. I think the the injury issues that they have on the offensive line and Joe Burrow being able to accomplish, keep the, the offense on the level that it is, particularly in that game against Buffalo, is very impressive. I think Joe Burrow can take another step into the conversation if he can beat Patrick Mahomes under these conditions, even if it's a, if it's a one-legged Patrick Mahomes. Um I think it pushes them further into that conversation. But look, I'm with Robert. When you just look at the overall resume that Patrick Mahomes has built to this point, if you want to look at the physical attributes, if you want to look at his ability to adjust without Tyreek Hill, and I was one of the doubters that said this could massively change what uh, Kansas City's offense looks like. He's done nothing but live up to, to every bit of his legend. And I think trying to push through this high ankle sprain adds to that. Yeah, and I think I, I think you guys are right. You know what happens a lot? Our expectations get in the way. So maybe some people expected Buffalo to handle Cincinnati, not not beat them down, but to beat Cincinnati and then move on to this uh, this NFL's desire, this conference, this neutral site conference championship game, fast track, Bills versus Chiefs, Redux. That's what people expected. So that didn't happen. And because that didn't happen, and it was so convincing the other way, now we have overcorrected. <laughs> They're like, well, Joe Burrow, not only did he beat the Bills, he's the best ever. Or he's the best in the AFC. He's better than Mahomes. It's like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I'll give Joe Burrow his props. Joe Burrow has performed, I'm going to call it a regional miracle. Yeah, you know, Southwest Ohio can, they can tell you. It's a, reg it's a regional miracle. He, he took a, a franchise that had no pulse, nothing... No pulse, no.
no playoff polls for 30 years. And now he's their all time playoff wins leader at quarterback all time <laughs> for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's nuts. He's got five playoff wins most of anybody in their history. That's crazy. So that's a big deal. But Patrick Mahomes has kind of dipped in the history and rewritten some historical records. And as you pointed out, five straight AFC championship games. He's got a Super Bowl win. He's been to two Super Bowls. The accomplishments. MVP. Yeah, two MVPs MVP. after this year. Be, I mean, that's right. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, there, there's a lot there. Now, I, I am, I, I like this, uh, Robert, where uh, Charles says, Mahomes Burrow Allen. There's a third character here. We haven't mentioned him yet. Is our Elway Montana Marino. I was always a Montana guy. I never knew Montana's numbers. I never cared. I was surprised when I became older and I figured out, oh, he didn't have that many touchdown passes. I never cared. I didn't care. I just like, Montana was my dude. I just loved the way he just kind of operated in a composed way and always got things done. So where does, Robert, you say Mahomes in a category by himself. If you want to put Burrow at the top of that tier below Mahomes, then you're putting Allen behind Burrow. You can order that however you want to. I mean, we did this at the end of the year on our show. We picked an all pro team. I picked Josh Allen as my second team all pro quarterback. If you look at what the Bills offense was over the course of the season and the role he plays within their offense, he is the offense. What they ask him to be, what they ask him to do behind a shaky offensive line. I mean, and it got them in trouble. The onus they put on him just within the overall ecosystem of how they operate eventually that they ran out of runway with that version of it. But I think that the what's on his shoulders within that offense is incredible. And it, they were still very, very good all season. I think what what's most interesting to me beyond the tiering, I just think it's so interesting how differently these guys succeed. That, that to me is the most fascinating part of the Joe Burrow conversation is that when we watched the divisional round game last year, when Allen and Mahomes were just trading haymakers and it looked like a Godzilla movie, I came away from that game thinking, you just need one of these super powered quarterbacks. These guys that just have this overwhelming set of physical traits that accounts for every single problem a defense can present them. And Burrow is not like that. You know, Burrow is doesn't have this cannon of an arm he isn't as fast as a guy like or like josh allen is he isn't as big and strong even though that is an underrated part of his game the fact that we have this guy now who's even in the conversation with josh allen and patrick mahomes and he wins in the way that he does cerebral on time seeing the game pre-snap identification all of those things that to me is the most interesting part of this the fact that we have all these different guys who can affect the game in the same way mm. when we were having a slightly altered conversation about what we need from Ooh. the position in my opinion as recently as 12 months ago that's some good preaching right there i agree with you 100 percent. it's right and it always changes right it changes each plan that it, charles you said prisoner of the moment we are every postseason. We look at a game or, or, or two or rounds. It's every round. And we got to come up with trends. And you used to hate working for a newspaper. Give me a trend story. Like, oh, here we go. A trend story. Just because this happened doesn't mean that it's sweeping the nation, that it's changing the face of football. Like, but well, we do this all the time. We'll do it again after the next round. But Charles, answer your own question. So, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. 
Who's Elway? Who's Montana? Who's Marino? Well, I mean, Fingers. look, if we just if if we just slot it, you know, in terms of um, physical ability, I mean, look, everyone's going to take Burrow and they're going to put him in the Montana role because just like Robert mentions, he doesn't have the massive arm. He doesn't. It's the more cerebral guy. He's unflappable. Um, that's what Burrow kind of fits into. If you're probably going to look at Mahomes in that trio, you're going to say it's Elwood because he has an arm that's unmatched. It's something that most of us have have never seen, and he can take a team, you know, 13 seconds, right? He can take a, a John Elway 99 yards. I mean, um, he would fit into sort of that mold. And then when you look at a Josh Allen, um, you know, brings a different running element to the game than Marino, but another guy with just a massive arm maybe some argue better than Patrick Mahomes arm who could, you know, rewrite passing records the same way that Mahomes can. But let me throw in a little wrinkle here too, because, you know, Michael Holly and mm. I talked about this a little bit before the, the show launched, go back and look, we, I, it's funny because Alan, they fall out, they lose this game and everyone's like, ah, oh, he's young. They'll be back. It's, it's fine. You know, they took a step back, but it's okay. They'll fix it. Go back and look at Philip rivers. Okay. Year four, Philip rivers, 26 years old, two years sits behind drew Brees. Second year as a starter, goes to an AFC title game, right? Loses. Michael Holly, we talked about this, played on the, the torn ACL against the Patriots. The assumption was, ah, look at Rivers, the arm, the talent. Uh, the Chargers are loaded. They were in San Diego at that time. No problem. He'll be back. Never went back. Didn't go to a Super Bowl. Never went to another conference title game. I think we should, we should always consider there's a possibility that these people we think are going to rewrite NFL history – are not going to rewrite NFL history. And Josh Allen could end up being this guy in the AFC, always dealing wow. with Mahomes, always dealing with Burrow, maybe dealing with Justin Herbert, maybe dealing with Trevor Lawrence. And next thing you know, yeah. 10 years from now, we're looking at him like he's Philip Rivers. What do you think? Philip Rivers told me that story once when we were after that game when they lost in the, in the playoffs in 2010. And he was talking to Norv Turner in the locker room. And they said that to each other We'll be back come on, of course we'll be back. And he told me that about a decade after it happened. And you could feel kind of the pain in his chest recounting Ooh. that because he was never back. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has been to one Super Bowl, let alone Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Getting there, getting this far even is an unbelievable challenge. And, and I don't think people understand how many things have to go right for you to eventually have all those rings. And Phillip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees has one. I mean, Peyton Manning has one. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that you can talk about it, and it's no guarantee to anybody. Well, well, Manny, so you you don't want to give Manny that 15 one. Oh, two. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and I think that's one almost doesn't as, count to me. The noodle yeah, arm. I know, right? And we all do it. It's <laughs> asterisk. Colts won one Super Bowl. I guess that's how I'll right, frame yeah. it. <laughs> there it is. You're right. Which which Jim Irsay brought up when they got Andrew Luck. He brought, hey, we only won one. I, I'm sorry, that that moment, uh, Robert. I agree with you. It's so hard just to, to. It's hard to get there, and it's hard to win it. So when Jim Irsay said, "Well, we only won one. We won one with Peyton, essentially, but we want to do more now with Andrew Luck," I said, "Okay, he's lost me." That not as if he hadn't lost me before then, but he really lost me then. I said, "This guy doesn't even understand what he has." Ben Roethlisberger has what one or two? two. One two. One two. Peyton Manning won in the era of Tom Brady in the AFC. So you got Brady and the Patriots just kind of hoarding 
that if not hoarding championships hoarding that conference championship game space and then you know the Ravens came along and the Steelers were knocking on the door and the Colts were but it's really difficult. So I would say if let me ask you this Robert, you know, because I'm fascinated by the Buffalo thing. I agree. They had they did put a lot on Josh Allen and to me it's a simple fix and it goes along with what you said put less on his plate put more a little bit more around him with the fat guys up front give him a better offensive line you don't have to bring in like, oh we got to bring in more receivers and more man. just put more around him and so you can have a good running game like Cincinnati did on Sunday Mixon wasn't phenomenal but when they needed to run they ran and when they needed to pass they passed is that the fix in Buffalo it's just a couple of tweaks and not necessarily a closed window overhaul all the stuff that we say when teams we expect to win don't win. Yeah, I don't think it requires a huge overhaul. I do think they need another secondary pass catcher. I think that is a crucial part of this. You don't like Gabe? Not being able to go to you don't like Gabe? I don't think it's enough. I mean, I, he's been fine. I think that they need one more kind of middle of the field receiving option. I mean, they're trotting out Cole Beasley and a game they have to win in the playoffs. And, and I just don't think that's an option. If Khalil Shakir ends up being that guy, maybe, but I, I would like to see them have one more reliable pass catcher and beyond, you know, the bodies up front and the personnel. I think one of the things that's really dogs Buffalo over the last couple of years is that running the ball hasn't been important to them. And this idea that you can mm. kind of switch back and forth between a team that is throwing the ball 70% of the time and then tap into the running game when you need to, I think that's harder than people think it is. And when you're spending most of your time and energy all the way through training camp and you have this voluminous passing game and that's what, who you want to be, I think it's difficult to tap into that physical version of yourself. The Rams have been like that over the last couple of years. And I think if you, when you ask them about why that might have been the case, it's a focus thing and it's an energy and time spent thing. So I think the kind of remaking who you want to be, even in what you're focused and kind of digging in on is something that they should maybe revisit going into next year. You can't listen. You can't. You can't. You can't take Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or I think at times you could probably even say it about Jalen Hurts and 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 watch these microcosms where they go through stretches where they're eighty percent of the offense, ninety percent of the offense, and then with a guy like Josh Allen, be like, well, geez, he just played hero ball. He did too much. Well, yeah, because you just spent the entire season having him do too much. And then now yeah. you're mad because he did too much. Like, what, what are you doing here? That's good. Hey, Sean McDermott, figure it out, right? Like, you can't, you know, it's a zebra, right? And then be like, but don't be a zebra now, okay? Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Sean I think that you have to beat that into him, though. I mean, Bur Burrow, it took a while. Yeah. It took a while. It, it took real convincing for Joe Burrow to adopt the style of play that he did five weeks into this season. He did not want to take all those checkdowns. He did not want to be patient in that way. But I think that ultimately you have to convince your quarterback to protect himself and take what's there and not bite it off all at once. And I think that there's a version of Josh Allen out there who can do that. We just haven't seen that guy. Robert Mays, good stuff, great stuff. Per usual, thanks for hanging out. Hope we get a chance to uh, see you again and we'll see what happens uh, in this conference championship after this conference championship game weekend. Real quick, as the music plays, real quick, who you got in the AFC? Who you got in the NFC? I haven't even thought about it that much yet. I, it's gonna, it's so tough. I, I, it's hard not to pick the Bengals right now based on the way that they're playing top to bottom. It really is. And, and Mahomes not being 100%. 
in the NFC, it's like truly a coin flip to me. I guess I'll take Philly because I feel like they have more answers to more problems right now. But we're like two days away from me having a real answer to that question. Okay. All right. So you can come back. Feel free to come back when you get your real answer. Check in with us. Be like, hey, I want to revise this. I gave you all the rough draft. Here's the real <laughs> answer right here. Robert, good to see you, man. Anytime. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Listen, y'all, I'm all for celebrating the victory and explaining oneself in a loss. So Stefan Diggs says, hey, y'all are looking at me the way I was talking to Josh Allen. You want me to be okay with losing now? Our level of play not up to the standard. I'm okay with that now. Don't criticize my reaction. Let's talk about the result. We lose 27 to 10 to the Bengals. I'm a little hot about it. Eli Apple. Goodness gracious. Just like Cancun on three. <laughs> I mean, I mean, damn. Damn, Eli. And he was just, he had, and that's just, that's just a small portion. My I love that he came with the heart, the heart. Cancun uh, oh, on three. I mean, Cancun on three. I mean, he was doing all kinds of stuff. He was saying everything. He had, he had memes. He had like, he had, um, there was a, um, a, a meme of Kobe, rest in power. Kobe walking into an NBA arena. You know, they all, you know, the walk in, the cameras follow. So they were following him. He went behind a column and then you didn't see him. He said, that's Stefan Diggs in big games. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, he was going in. He has stopped between his own stuff. The the retweets, I, I just it's nonstop from Eli Apple. So Mike Jones, it's not the Super Bowl. No, I understand Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati. I know they felt disrespected. They should have. NFL just looked right over them. Right. Walked into the room. 
Say, hold on, who's here? Who's here? And Cincinnati's like, oh, here we are. No, 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 no. Who? I'm looking for somebody else. Right. Looked over them, talking about neutral sites. But do you think this is too much when it, they still got to win two games? I, I mean, look, the games are played on the field, right? Um, so I'm not counting them out, but man, Eli, like when you do stuff like that, you put a target, you really better ready, be coming ready to bring it um, and play your best game. I mean, I understand you were feeling good um, and they, they came out there and they got a huge win, but man, I would hold off on some of that stuff for maybe just two more weeks uh, or three more hey, weeks hey, and, and then, then do whatever you want, but just, just, just wait for a little bit. He called him. He called him Terrell Owens Jr. Uh, after after his uh, you know a little sideline exchange with Josh Allen, when he goes, "Hey, I was open." Then he had another one. They're shaking hands before the game. Eli said they weren't doing this after the game, though. <laughs> they weren't doing this after the game. I'll pay for. It. Said I'll pay for couples counseling. I'll pay for it. <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess. He had to seize the moment, strike while it was hot, because he might not get to like do something yeah, like right that, there. you know, against mm. Kansas City or against whoever's in the Super Bowl. This was prime target. Nobody gave him a chance. So he was like, I'm just gonna flex on them and I'm gonna rub this in as much as I can. And don't worry about the consequences later. I'm gonna have fun. You know, I had some friends who used to say it's about entertaining ourselves. And Eli Apple was yeah. definitely entertaining himself. It's and all of Charles, but... is it is, is that all it is, Charles? Good it's entertainment. The dude, it's the dude who hits the shot over you in pickup after missing bricking like six in a row, and then just all the way down, talking, just in your ear. He's had this loaded. Clearly, Eli Apple has had this loaded up, just waiting to do this. By the way, shout out to Mike Jones for coordinating the fit today. I like that. I like that we both. Ooh, I like with that. The same. Oh, I wish I, you know, if, if we were a real team, if we were a real team, we would have talked about it beforehand. Hey, what you wearing? What you wearing? What you wearing? Well, today? I mean, you're the today? you're the odd one out, so I mean, somebody didn't get the memo. It obviously wasn't yeah, us, right? Okay, hey, y'all left me off the group chat. <laughs> okay, maybe okay, maybe, you, maybe your producers need to like you know look out for you a little bit more. Ooh, ooh, going to two Gary Card. Look at your boy Mike Jones going right at you. And Matt, hey, don't go hey. Nat like that. Michael Holly, tax, tax <laughs> preparation on three. <laughs> now, oh man, I love this. Now, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Mike, because uh, we have some uh, games this weekend. I know the games. We all look forward to the games, and uh, these are the these are the teams that franchises want to go to them and find mm -hmm. their next general manager like Tennessee did with San Francisco or find their next head coach. You know, lots of people have come out of that San Francisco system. Uh, Philadelphia, people will be looking to them. But some of these teams on the outside are looking to fill vacancies. I know you wrote about this recently where you're ranking these OC positions. What's the best one? Or what are they? Give me, give me a couple of, of vacant OC positions that are actually desirable. And what do you think is going to happen with those? Well, everybody I talked to is pretty much in agreement. Number one is with the Chargers because you have um, uh, Justin Herbert that you're working with there. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, a lot of skill position players are supporting him. You know, you've got a good defense as well. Um, you know, 
there were times we kind of wondered if Brandon Staley was going to be back, but hey, he's there. But at least you know that you know what you're working with there. You have other positions where you're not sure quite about the head coach. You're not sure about the quarterback. Uh, but number one uh, definitely was the Chargers. Uh, number two could be Baltimore if we knew if Lamar Jackson was going to be back. But because you, you know, there's a little bit of uncertainty hanging over him. People kind of bumped them down a little bit. The Rams are one that a lot of people spoke highly of. Yes, they have a lot of questions, but as one guy said, you just want to get that Sean McVay cologne on you um, if you were on that track to become a head coach. And so, you know, yeah. be his OC. Doesn't matter that you're not going to call the plays. You're just up and rubbing against him and hope the magic rubs off and somebody will give you a chance. So, um, and then as you see how it shakes out after that there. What do you what do you uh, what do you think, uh, Charles, of uh, Bill O'Brien uh, going to the Patriots? I just you know they they went a whole year without an offensive coordinator. <clears throat> they bring back Bill O'Brien. They, they, he's familiar to this region. He's familiar uh, to this team. But I, I, I say it's like, and I want to get you guys' take on this. It's like the Patriots and Bill Belichick try to do something that if it if it had been successful, maybe it starts a trend where he takes a guy, a lifelong, essentially defensive coordinator, says, no, no, come on over to offense. You're a great D coordinator. You'll be a great O coordinator. Come on and do it. These people are overthinking it. We're going to make it work. If that had been successful, maybe other owners, coaches would be like, why don't we do this? Maybe we have the answer on staff. It was a it was an abject failure, by the way. So yeah. what what do we think of uh, what do we think of O'Brien? And do you think that that rebel move could have worked? It or would have caught on if if Matt Patricia had been successful with the Patriots. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. The the level of arrogance and the you know abject failure of that attempt. And I mean, it was such a horrible debacle that bill you know bill belichick literally opened the door for robert Kraft to get into his kitchen right i mean all this all these years every book all, i mean you know michael holly like for years it's been i'm gonna let bill do what he's gonna do he's gonna general manage he's gonna run the staff the way that he needs to run the staff and then all of a sudden over the course of this year it was like okay actually now robert Kraft needs the medal he needs to to basically make this change if Bill Belichick won't, that's how horrible that failure was. So I don't know if it would have caught on or not, but I mean, there's no question. This is probably one of the bigger coaching staff failures of Bill Belichick's career, if not easily the biggest. I, as far as Bill O'Brien goes, look, I'm I'm in Houston, right? I will say this. Bill O'Brien squeezed something out of Brian Hoyer when he was here. You know, there were times where Ryan Mallett, you know, looked like he flashed as a, as a player, but those guys never really amounted to the long-term answer um, as a quarterback it, with the Houston Texans. They became a team that was in position to draft Deshaun Watson for a reason, because the offense continually failed to the point where they're finally in the position to resolve the quarterback position. I think you have to ask yourself, okay, Bill O'Brien operating with, with Mac Jones, is that going to look more like Brian Hoyer or is it going to look more like Deshaun Watson? Is it going to be something in between? Um, the familiarity is is interesting. I think he's got a better track record overall, obviously, than Matt Patricia. It's definitely going to be an upgrade. I don't think there's any question about that. But again, look at the non-Deshaun Watson. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he passed through Houston, you know, the results were the results, but it wasn't 
you know, winning playoff caliber quarterback play. So I don't know necessarily that this just automatically re resolves what's been going on with Mac Jones. No, I don't know if it resolves it, but I think that it does. Like it takes all the pressure off of everybody and places it squarely on Mac Jones. Now, now he's got no excuses. Yeah. You've got the guy that was your OC in college. Um, you know, now you have a real OC again. And if you can't, you know, ascend with somebody that speaks your language, who knows your game really well, who also knows what Bill Belichick likes to do. So he'll be a good bridge um, and between the two, sort of like Josh McDaniel was, um, you know, there's no excuses for you. If you don't make it now, like this is it. And then they are going and, to look somewhere else for another quarterback. And Mike, let's, let's be honest, right. Is uh, so much of what happened with Mac Jones and Matt Patricia it was the communication was horrific. Like when you would talk right. to people, like the breakdown of communication between those two individuals, I think you and I can agree, right? Like that's not going to happen with Bill O'Brien. The communication exactly. is hardwired in. So at least you resolve the fact that maybe the quarterback and the offensive coordinator should talk to each other and know what's going on. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so you're wanted... eliminating that dysfunction. Yeah. I would just like to know from Bill, man, what was your thought process, dog? I mean, like, why? And, and you know what's worse? You know what's worse? Now Patricia may, may be out. So wait a minute. You let somebody redesign an offense that had been there for 20 years and they were a temp employee and now they're out? What the hell? What, what were you thinking? Mike Jones, appreciate you, brother. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, Charles, let's get right to it. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Who's going Who's going to Arizona? Bengals 49ers. I'm going to I'm going to take the two road teams. I'm going to hey, it's the tough pick. I'm going to take Bengals and not only that, I'm going to I'm going to say you have to give Brock Purdy his flowers. We're going to do it. You're going to give Brock Purdy his flowers. It's going to happen. I'd like to say I don't care who wins. I don't want San Francisco to win. I just I can't I can't deal with it. I can't live with it. I don't I don't want that to happen. Please no. No. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's one thing falling in love with a house, 
picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.